Welcome to a special edition of the Protectors Podcast. The reason I have you on today is because I want to talk about what is going on with you and what you have coming up with the Gasparilla Half Marathon. Before we get into that, you are Wendy Wilson, married to Jeff Wilson. Uh, a special guest has been on here. I don't even know how many times Jeff has been on the show. I think his second career is being on this show. But hey, Wendy, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Protectors Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate you taking time to talk with me today. Now, is this your first podcast? It is my first podcast, yes. Wow, the nerves must be ratcheted up. You're like, oh my gosh, the Protector's Podcast. No, I know, this is great having deal. you on. You're a big deal. and so I now, am yes, absolutely I'm not over. a big deal. Wendy, you know, you have a really interesting story with Jeff because you married into a military life. It was like, you know, Jeff was already well-established in the military community. And then, boom, when you guys get married, you just don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's going to be like. What was that like? Kind of like being like, okay, I'm marrying into this world that I really don't know what it's going to be like to be a military spouse. Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I will say, first and foremost, I have so much respect for the families of military members, obviously, thanks to all of the men and women that serve. But uh, being a family member of somebody in the military is uh, is also a really big sacrifice for our country. I think being the one left behind, hoping and praying that your spouse um, or the ones that you care about are going to be safe, that they're going to make it home, is um, it's kind of always there. That thought, um, those prayers um, basically continue until the next time you speak on the phone, the next time you see that person. And so I have so much respect for uh, the men and women that support the military members as well. You know, that's one thing I like about, you know, Jeff and his partner, Brian, is that they do give back to the military community and you now being part of this whole ecosystem of authors and military and everything else, you're kind of in that world. You're in that world of giving back. And one thing we do not shy away from in the protectors is talking about faith and how faith does become strong in building relationships and building that bond. So, I mean, when Jeff was in, you were probably like really leaning on your faith more than you were before, I would imagine. Oh, for sure. Um, and even uh, friends that I developed um, in my faith community, uh, there was one time in particular where Jeff was going on a trip and I just had a, a like a horrible feeling about it. And um, I went to a Bible study at my church that morning. And one of my friends said, why don't we fast? Why don't we do a prayer fast? And I had never done a prayer fast before. And she kind of uh, explained all that is involved with that. And within 24 hours, he his trip was canceled. So right then and there, I, I was all sold on the prayer fast, <laughs> but, um, but really just, uh, just to know that I have that community of, of women uh, in, in my Bible study that were there to support me when uh, my husband was away. They knew I was worried, uh, the kinds of trips that he took, um, you know, he was in harm's way. And so, you know, that's never an easy thing to be the one left behind, like I said, hoping and praying that all will go well. You know, 
it's just, it's a really interesting exposure to the military life of having someone that is like, you know, Jeff's career was kind of very interesting how he was attached and detached to special operations and all sorts of stuff. I bet you kind of almost had like a relief when he was out, like a different type of relief. Like granted, he's going to be going through some transition and some phases that might be a little rough on a relationship, but that sense of relief for both of you must've been incredible. Yeah, actually. Um, so I never wanted to be the reason why Jeff left the military. So I sort of quietly hid my fears of, you know, that life uh, for quite a while. And then when he told me he was going to um, stop doing the things that he was doing uh, for our country, I I was relieved. I was like so relieved. And he had no idea until that very moment how much I had sort of hidden it from him because I didn't want to be the reason that he stopped. And then years later, he would have regrets. And I didn't want him to feel like I somehow kept him from doing something he felt God had given him the skills and the talents to do. He really felt led to be in the military. He really felt like serving his country was a part of his plan and his purpose. And so I didn't want to be the one to stand in the way of God's will and, and him fulfilling that purpose. Yeah. I remember when I, when I got back from the war, I, uh, I resigned my commission right away. I did not. I wanted to raise a family. I wanted to just, I wanted it to be kind of over with, but I was, I was a little different, actually a huge difference than what Jeff was. I was involuntarily recalled and, and sent away, but I can't imagine like trying to raise a family now and not knowing it. And I give so much credit to service members, to officers, sailors, Marines, everybody, and their loved ones, the loved ones that are like, stay back here. But the thing, Jeff has his life, but you have yours too. You're a very accomplished teacher, but what what is your background? Oh, well, it's interesting. I didn't start out thinking I was going to be a teacher. I, um, I had always uh, loved biology. It was something um, that I fell in love with when I was in high school. I had an AP biology teacher. His name was Mr. Rahaney, and he was... Um, he had such a big impact in my life and forever changed the trajectory of my life. So after um, high school, I went to college and majored in biology, minored in chemistry. I went on to get a master's degree in biochemistry, and then I went into pharmaceuticals. So I uh, spent the first 12 years of my career in the pharma world, uh, in sales and marketing and in sales training. And that job, uh, sales training, was where I was actually in a classroom setting teaching uh, anatomy and physiology and pharmacokinetics. And that's where I realized how much I loved teaching. And then uh, from there, I kind of went on uh, to have children. I stayed home for several years. And then I went on to pursue a teaching career after the fact, remembering how much I liked teaching uh, in, in that in the uh, classroom setting that um, I was in the corporate world. And, uh, and now here I am teaching biology. That must be an incredible experience being a teacher, you know, and especially like when you just told me that story about like, you know, you had this one teacher, you remember their name, you remember everything about them and how that changes the trajectory. And now it's like you're having that same effect. I, um, I want to be Mr. Rahaney to my students. Um, if I could make that sort of an impact in their life and if I can help them to um, find a passion um, for biology, obviously that's my, um, my 
my love. And so that's what I teach. But if I could help them find that passion early on and help them realize um, that's part of God's path, then, you know, that's, I feel like that's what I'm here for. And, you know, one of the reasons we're having you on the show today is because you've had a setback, you know, life isn't always that easy and you've been running and, you know, I, I, believe me, I know the running community. I, I, my wife is an avid runner. A lot of people around us, avid runners and having setbacks, it's not easy when it's your life and you had to get surgery and it kind of, you've kind of like, huh, I guess God does have a plan for me. What was that like to be able to like, you know, doing something you love for 30 something years and all of a sudden it, it stopped? Well, it's, it's devastating. Um, I'm sure anybody, any athlete that has an injury that keeps them from doing the sport they love to do uh, can relate. Um, but yeah, I was devastated. It's been a huge part of my life um, for the last 30 years. And uh, for me, it's not just about the exercise aspect of it. It's, uh, it's a spiritual um thing for me. I, I really feel like I connect with God when I run. I listen to worship music and I really feel like God um, whispers to me and and uh, speaks to me. I pray when I run. So I feel, um, you know, it's, it's just me and God when I'm running and I feel like I fall into this meditative state and I'm just um, a little bit more accessible to God and, and what he has for me when I'm running. Now, when you when you suffer a setback like that, and like even in your when you go to your bio, when everybody we're going to leave a link before on on Wendy's journey and what she's doing to help her school out and help out, you know, spread the the message. But when you suffer a setback, and you've even said this in your thing about you know other people have had it worse. Yes, other people have had it worse. People have lost limbs. People have been devastated by everything you can imagine. But what would you, what kind of advice would you give someone about their relationship with God? Or maybe they need to find like this relationship that they never had with God when something like that happens. Well, I think that um, when you get to the point with an injury like this, or even any setback in life where you do everything humanly possible that you can do, you know, you see the right doctor, and I certainly saw the right doctor. Um, he was, Dr. Sean Lannon is, is a very gifted uh, ankle surgeon specialist in Tampa. Um, so I did all the things that I could humanly do myself. But then you get to the point where God does the rest. And, um, you know, with God, all things are possible. And I think if you just keep the faith, even though some um, healings uh, take much longer than others. Some setbacks take longer to get through, but if you, um, you know, trust God completely and believe that He has a plan for you, that He'll get you to the other side. I think that you will get to the other side successfully, and um, and you'll and you'll see God's glory on the other side. I, I tell you, it is tough sometimes. You know, when when a lot of there's a lot of heartache and a lot of pain going on, and you're always like, man. Oh, what is, what is God doing? And, you know, it's sometimes you just have to remember that it's like stuff happens for a reason. Everything that's happened in my life has happened for a reason. Everything that's happened in your life has happened for a reason. Maybe with this setback, now you have like a different mission, you know, and you're doing the, it's for the built for more. You're running the, the Gasparilla half marathon for built for more to help your school out. What is built for more? Um, yeah. So built for more is, uh, Basically, the plan that Cambridge Christian School has to uh, build a new campus. So it's a, a stepwise phase 
um, or, or I should say it's in different phases, but uh, the school is built for more. The teachers, the students deserve a better campus. And the school is working very hard to raise money to um, begin this project where we're gonna have new, uh, new buildings and new facilities, a football field, and we're going to be all that uh, Cambridge was built to be. So um, in the course of um, my running, uh, like I said, I feel like God speaks to me. Um, I'm just so grateful that he has healed me for everything he's done in my life. And I didn't want to keep that to myself. I didn't want to keep what God did for me to myself. I wanted to share it with others, especially my students, because like you said, we all have setbacks. They have setbacks both in and out of the classroom. And I want them to know that they can recover. They can get through those setbacks. They can get back in the arena. They can get back in the fight and um, they can they can still be successful. So this was an opportunity uh, where I can share what God did for me with um, with healing my ankle, with getting me back to running, and at the same time, bring awareness to um, this fundraising platform that we have at Cambridge Christian School called Built for More. Now, you're running, are people paying per mile or they could donate directly to you? Or how does that work? <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so they can go to um, the school website. Um, actually, it's called... Um, it's uh, ccslancers.com backslash build and they can donate there. But yeah, so if you people want to donate uh, per mile, that's great. It's 13.1 miles. Um, but I even said that, look, some presidential campaigns have been fueled with, um, you know, the price of a coffee. So mm -hmm. people like people don't know me. I get it. Like I can't really, you know, expect them to give too much money to uh, to someone that they don't know or to a school that they don't know, but hey, maybe they would donate five or ten dollars or twenty dollars um, to, or, uh, or maybe even just share it. You know, some there's people out there that want to give to good causes, and this is, I mean, you're giving back to the campus, you're giving back to the kids, and it, gosh, we know that it's been tough on children the past few years. I mean, adults, hey, we can handle a lot of stuff, but man, can you imagine being a kid? And, and dealing with everything the past few years. I know it's incredible. Um, being a kid now versus being a kid, you know, 20 years ago um, with COVID, with all of the social media, with the anxiety, the depression, uh, all of the pressures that they're dealing with is much different than what we grew up with. And so, yeah, my heart goes out to um, all of these students. And I really want to do what I can to help raise money for a better campus, for a better school. What's it like being in the classroom? Are you are you back in the classroom? You're not virtual anymore, I'd imagine. Uh, we were never virtual. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I I take that back. We were virtual, I guess. At, at you know, right when COVID hit. Yeah. But we all went back to school the following August. Um, I did have some students that chose to be virtual, but I was in person the whole time. Oh, that's but good. Uh, but yeah, it's great being in the classroom. Um, it's I always say it's the most fun job I've ever had, um, and I've had a lot of jobs, but it's really one that I get to combine my love of of science, my love of biology with my with my faith. So because I teach in a Christian environment, I get to um, show my students how amazing God is. When we talk about um, even how. Um, DNA, uh, the sequence of DNA creates RNA, which, cre which creates a protein, and then uh, how mutations come into play and how that changes the protein. I mean, things like that are so mind-blowing. And um, I get to show my students that process and they, um, you know, they can tell you the amino acid sequence if they saw a DNA sequence. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. 
what kind of advice would you have for someone that wanted, wants to jump into like, you know, teaching? I shouldn't say you jump into it. You do it. You have to like, you know, you have to go to college and you have to do this, but someone who's kind of on a cusp of like, do I teach or do I have to do something else? Well, I think if people have a passion for it, I, I, I truly, um, you know, want to just say it's one of the most rewarding professions to be able to show or teach students something that they didn't know before they met you is very rewarding. And then when you have students say that it's their favorite class or that I'm their favorite teacher, it's like, wow, okay, that's why I'm doing this. Um, you know, I feel like I'm making a difference in their life because you truly do have an opportunity to impact people, a lot of people every single day. And, um, so it's a lot of work, um, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun to see how you, um, you know, build relationships with these students. You know, you know what sports they're playing, what they're doing on the weekends, and you kind of get to know them. And it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's almost like being with your friends all day. You know, if you can imagine that. Um, but you know, five different groups of them, or six different groups of them. <laughs> that's really cool. You know, that's that's an excellent career. I. You know, if I could go back, that'd be one of the things I'd look into too. Teaching college, college is a bit different than like, you know, you're not really molding people as much as you are when they're at that, at those ages of high school and in grade school and middle school. Now you also, you're raising kids and it's, <laughs> you have a husband that's writ, writing like five different books at a time yes. and who's not afraid of his faith. You know, he does have an excellent series out the dark intercept, the shepherd series book out. So I'm glad you guys have that, that base, but what's it like living with Jeff Wilson? There we go. Let's get the hard <laughs> questions. Right. Um, I can tell you it's easy. It's so easy. In fact, um, that's what we always say to our children is to find someone that's easy to be with. He's so easy to be with. Um, so he's, he's amazing. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Sorry. He sent me like these big, beautiful flowers yesterday at work. And so everybody, Jeff is just a big softy. He is a big softy. And, um, you know, he's, he's very loving and he's very supportive. And, um, you know, our children all have these amazing dreams. Like my son wants to be a pilot. My daughter wants to be an actor. Now Jack wants to be an actor, but everything that they want to do, Jeff has done. He has been a pilot. He has been an actor. He has been a surgeon. And now he's a writer. And so he um, really can show them um, how to achieve their dreams only because he's been down that path before, it turns out. So he's he's amazing. He's um, my best friend. And uh, yeah, so love him very much. Well, we all love Jeff. We love you guys. And I really appreciate everything you're doing for the community and, and for, you know, giving back. That's a big thing. And that's one thing about the protectors podcast is it, you have to be some sort of protector and it's not always law enforcement, military first responders. It's people who give back to the community. It's people who protect their houses and their communities. And I really do appreciate what you're doing, Wendy. And I'm glad you're getting through this. And I'm really excited to follow your journey as you get back into the running gear mindset, because we do, we need that time to just clear our head sometimes and just have a relationship outside of everything going on with the world. And that is one thing about running, rucking or anything that where you just can kind of just, ah, clear your head. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, after six miles, I'm a different woman. So I can, t I can tell you, uh, not running for 
um, a year or so was probably harder on my family than it was on anybody else. <laughs> so I can only imagine. Well, Wendy, we will drop links to everything going on and I appreciate you coming on to the show. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it so much. It's really been great chatting with you.